I'm Tavis Smiley. This is KBLA Talk 1580. Our phone number 1-800-920-1580, 1-800-920-1580. In a recent headline-grabbing news story, the disposition of the iconic Aretha Franklin's estate took center stage, becoming the subject of a heated legal dispute centered around two separate wills. Last week, a jury made a consequential decision ruling uh, that a handwritten will discovered under a sofa cushion should in fact be recognized and will in fact be recognized now as the official document of record. It's an ugly, nasty fight uh, amongst Aretha's family. The high-profile jury verdict has not just captured public attention, uh, as you well know, but also illuminated the violent importance of wills in facilitating the seamless transfer of assets and the fulfillment of a person's, your, in fact, final wishes. And so this uh, Aretha Franklin case has sparked discussions and debates about the importance of proper estate planning, the validity, the validity that is, of uh, handwritten wills and the complexities that can arise when multiple documents are involved. This ain't my first time in a conversation like this. Aretha is the latest. Uh, most of you know that Prince was a dear friend of mine. Same thing happened after Prince passed away. Uh, nothing documented on paper. And so um, this is uh, it's troubling. Uh, not just for the families of uh, uh, Prince Rogers Nelson and Aretha Franklin, uh, but for everyday people who find themselves in situations where somebody has passed and can't nobody find a will. Uh, and all hell breaks loose, as it were. And so to shed some light on how we can do better in this regard, whether or not we ever become Prince or Aretha Franklin, we all have something we're going to leave to somebody. And it makes sense to get that stuff squared away now before it is too late. I am pleased to welcome Dr. B.J. Hawkins, a leading African-American fiduciary here in California uh, to the studios for a conversation for a few moments about this drama. Uh, Dr. Hawkins, good to have you in. How are you today? I'm just great. Thank you so much. It's a great honor to have you in. When you when you when you see stories, again, it, it turns out that I happen to be personal friends with both Aretha and Prince. So I, I know something of this and I'm going to be as tight lipped as I can be uh, again because they were friends. But clearly it's disturbing. Uh, when persons of their stature with so much to fight over uh, end up transitioning uh, without having anything in place. And, 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 and in Prince's case, Prince died sort of suddenly and unexpectedly with Aretha. She knew she was sick. We all knew she was sick and still not handled um, in the way perhaps that it should have been. My question is, for starters, when you see stories like these, you think what? I think so sad that we will not have intergenerational wealth transfer. Mm -hmm. uh, it's sad from a number of perspectives. It's sad because the family often doesn't benefit from hard work that their parents or their grandparents uh, spent their life striving for. Mm -hmm. uh, it's also sad because there's so many misconceptions. And if you will, the will is a misconception. Mm -hmm. Most states, for example, in California, if you have a will, it doesn't assure that your wishes will be carried out because California is what is known as a probate state, which means you have to have a trust. Mm -hmm. And I think this is so important because often we hear individuals say, well, everyone knows what it is that I want to have done with, and you can fill in the blank, mm -hmm. with my house, my car, my fur, my uh, grandmother's diamond. 
But if you have a will, there is no guarantee that your wishes will be carried out. Because with a will in California, for example, and uh, in many other states, in fact, most other states, for example, Georgia, these are probate states. And so with a will, your estate has to go to probate. Mm. So why, why have a will? And, and, and why do you think this, this misperception, misconception about wills persists? Well, for two reasons. Um, one, because there are people who benefit when there is only a will. Mm-hmm. Now, a will is good, mm-hmm. and everyone should have a will. Okay. All right. So let me be clear about that. I am not saying wills are bad. In fact, they are very good because with a will, there is no misunderstanding in terms of who gets the diamond, who gets the house, mm-hmm. Who gets the car? Who gets access to the bank account? But that has to be in the context of a trust. Mm -hmm. The trust is the legal document that keeps you from having to go to court most of the time. Mm -hmm. But it certainly keeps you from having to have your life and your wishes looked over downtown by people who never knew you. When we come forward, we're going to get more expressly into the distinction uh, between a will and a trust and why I think I hear Dr. Hawkins suggesting that you you would uh, be well off to have both. Uh, Did I hear you say that? Yes, you did. Or at least intimate that. Okay, we'll talk about that when we come forward about uh, the uh, the difference between a will and a trust and why you should have both. And let me just say right quick, I I confess this, and um, she may be listening right now, so I ain't going to call her name. I wouldn't do it anyway. But I'm in the midst of Hades right about now dealing with this. So I am the executor for the estate of a 92-year-old woman who's probably listening right about now. (laughs) Um, I'm her executor of her estate, and at 92, she had a nephew who was 86, 87, who passed away in Chicago and left her a bunch of stuff in Chicago, including some property, and a bunch of bank accounts that have almost a half million dollars in these bank accounts, and there are four or five, six of them. So you know who's had to deal with all this nonsense. You have. (laughs) When I tell you I am sick and tired of dealing with banks and wills and paperwork and having to go to court, having to hire lawyers, and I happen to be the executor. This ain't something I wanted to do. I didn't ask for this job. I love her dearly. And because I'm here and she took care of me when I was younger, I'm happy to do it for her. But when I tell you this has just been a freaking nightmare for me. Anyway, we'll talk about that when we come forward. Well, hold at, hold, at, that, hold at, that thought. Hold that thought. I, I come around. Okay, one second. All right. Um, I want to let Dr. Hawkins go wherever she wants to go. So uh, uh, hold tight. We'll continue when we come forward on KBLA Talk 15. Don't black down. We do not, and uh, we are delighted to have you tuned in to KBLA Talk 1580, unapologetically progressive talk radio. Our guest in this half hour is Dr. B.J. Hawkins, who I'm delighted to have in studio as we talk about all the drama around my friend Aretha Franklin uh, and uh, these two wheels, one they found under a couch cushion. Uh, and when I heard this story, I knew exactly the couch they were talking about. I sat on that couch any number of times. I didn't know when I was sitting on it. She had a wheel underneath the cushion that I was sitting on. Um, and uh, my friend Prince uh, didn't have any paperwork at all. And so I, I know something of this because of Aretha and Prince. But I also know it because I'm in it right now, as I said earlier, with a, with a woman who's 92 and I'm the executive of her estate. And this has been a nightmare for me 
trying to navigate through all this drama. And I, I'm, I'm doing it, one, because I love her, but also because I ain't letting these white folk keep a half million dollars in cash. I'm going to get that money for her. What she does with it at 92, I do not know, but I'm going to get that money. Uh, and I'm, I think there are five or six institutions and I'm three or four in. I've gotten the money out of three or four of them already. I still got two more to go. Um, but it's um, it has been just a just a just horrific to, to deal with this process. That said, uh, I discovered something about Dr. Hawkins during the break right quick. And sometimes the best part of this show is during the breaks. Uh, and I didn't know this. Um, you went to UCLA and USC. You're not the first person I know that, that's done that. But I don't know anybody, certainly anybody black who has two degrees from UCLA and two degrees from USC. She's a bad sister. Dr. Hawkins is. Uh, which leads me to ask one question. You got two degrees from UCLA, two degrees from, from USC, so you're a Bruin and a Trojan. Who do you root for? Well, Tavis, it depends. Basketball, I still root for UCLA. <laughs> and football, I USC. root for USC. Okay. But let me tell you about the two okay. degrees. Tell me, tell me, tell me. I have a bachelor's and a master's from UCLA, and I have a master's and a doctorate from USC. Mm -hmm. And when I got my degree from USC, in a strange circumstance, there were two other African-American women who all who ended up at SC from various parts in the world. Mm -hmm. And we decided that we would not fight each other. And instead, we would be cooperative. And all of us received our doctorate degrees all of us went on to different careers and all of us are still friends today so any sort of stereotypical mm. image about how we women don't get along mm. is absolutely untrue yeah it's a beautiful story beautiful story and i'm glad i'm glad you shared that um so uh, i'm glad y'all got along because aretha's kids weren't getting along uh when they, when they found these two pieces of paper and couldn't figure out quite what to do. So let me start with this. Um, the distinction between a will and a trust is what in layman's terms? And then tell me why we you want us to have both. A trust is a legal document that's accepted by the state and the federal government. It helps to keep uh, taxes at a minimum. It helps to make certain that there is clear title to uh, real estate or property, and it avoids, uh, in many uh, instances, or protects, uh, it avoids from shysters coming mm -hmm. and taking uh, either personal property, meaning coming into the house and mm -hmm. saying, this is mine, because with a trust, there's a list of all of the assets. Mm -hmm. um, with a will, it's your personal wishes. It's what you would like to have done. So as you can see, it's important to have your personal wishes known, but the state doesn't necessarily respect that unless it's within a trust. Mm -hmm. um, I know you were not involved in this case. You were not in the courtroom. Um, but how difficult is it um, for a court or jury to figure out which of two pieces of paper is going to be the real deal? I think that's an excellent question. But before I answer that question, let me give you a context, even though I wasn't in the courtroom. Mm -hmm. When Miss Franklin passed, when she made her transition, her estate was estimated to be worth $18 million. By the time the fighting stopped, 
and the dispute over the two wills. And the reason there was a dispute is one will left more to some of the children Mm -hmm. than the other will. So the first will basically divided everything equally or near equally. The second will gave preference to some of the children. Mm -hmm. So clearly, there were some people who wanted the first will, Mm -hmm. and there were some people who wanted the second will, and each got their attorney. Mm -hmm. Now, I told you that it was $18 million to start. When they completed the fight and the jury ruled for the second will, there was about $5 million left. And that is one of the awful things that happens when individuals do not have a trust. The fighting and the lawyering up happens, and the court costs happen, Mm -hmm. and you lose the majority. In my case, as a fiduciary, I'm appointed by the court sometime to be a neutral Mm-hmm. I come in and say, I'm not taking sides, but I'm going to look at the entire situation. Um, but I ask for a professional fee because I work very hard. Sure. And by the way, Travis, you just got a second and third job when you became an executor. Yeah, t- yeah. tell me what I don't already know. <laughs> I have figured that out now. <laughs> and it's, um, let, me, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me pursue that since you went there. Um, I recall once asking, and again, I'm not naming names here. Um, first of all, you'd be happy to know that I have both a will and a trust. So I did that a long time ago. Very good. Um, for whatever little I have that somebody's going to fight over, but I, I got a will and a trust. But I recall once asking someone who I respected uh, immensely <clears throat> to be the executor of my estate when I did my will and my trust. And I was surprised. We were very, very dear friends. Um, he turned me down. And I was, I was in my feelings for a minute about why this friend of mine had turned me down to be the executor of my estate. Uh, and he shared with me a story over dinner one night. And after the story over dinner, I understood it. And I understand it better now that I'm the executor of somebody else's estate. He says, Tavis, I have done that once before, and I love you to the ends of the earth. I would do anything for you except be the executor of your estate. Because he went through that one time. He hated the experience and never wanted to do it again. You're absolutely correct. Um, Let me tell you some of the choices that you have, Mm -hmm. all right, as a personal representative or an executor. First of all, is hard work. Mm-hmm. You have to deal with a lot of major financial institutions, and they do not believe their job is to help you. Mm-hmm. Their job is to send you paperwork, Amen. paperwork, Amen. and paperwork, Amen. and then lose some of the paperwork or say, <laughs> or, or say they couldn't um, make it out or your signature wasn't That's legible. Right. Oh, you preaching, so, you preaching. I'm, I've been dealing so, with this. I've been oh, dealing with absolutely. this. Absolutely. Yeah. And then if there's a time zone difference, they want to talk to you at five in the morning. <laughs> okay. You, 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 you all up in my business today. Right. Cause the, I told you he died in her, her nephew died in Chicago. Right. So I've been, Oh my, you, oh, oh, anyway, go, oh, ahead, go ahead. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And we're not even 
talking about saying that you have to come into Chicago during the, <laughs> the I'm, winter. I'm, I'm doing that. I'm doing that. I'm doing that later this week. <laughs> right. It ain't winter, thank God. But I got to do that later this week on a plane to Chicago. Um, the choices that you have um, is you can hire a professional as a consultant who can give you advice and explain shortcuts. Mm -hmm. Now, you mentioned earlier that I was a professional fiduciary. Nobody generally in our community understands, knows, or have even heard the word, except as it relates to maybe an insurance or a stockbroker. Mm -hmm. But there's a different type of fiduciary, which is known as a licensed professional fiduciary that is empowered through their license to handle trust, estates, conservatorships, um, personal disputes, business disputes. If you are a fiduciary, you have had a criminal background check, a personal background check. You have to take uh, continuing education every year, mm -hmm. but you are a business person that handles oftentimes through court appointments, things like trust, conservatorships, and wills. Mm -hmm. So you can hire, and there is a professional fiduciary association where you can decide um, who you want by looking at their background, right. and they can provide a consultation or in some cases, they can do a part of it for you, mm -hmm. and you can have it the same way if you hire any type of professional. If you like what they're doing, that's fine. Now, in some cases, the people say, oh, no, I am not going to have three jobs. Mm -hmm. You know, I have a family, I have a job, and plus that, I want to have a life. And so they will ask the court to appoint this neutral, this right. professional fiduciary, to handle it. And if the court appoints the fiduciary, the fiduciary has to have a complete financial accounting, a complete accounting of all of the assets, and they're responsible for the distribution. Oh, yeah. Let me, <clears throat> I'm just watching my clock here. I've only got about four or five minutes left in this conversation with you. Um, it's easy to talk about Aretha and Prince because they're famous or were famous. And everybody loves being in their business. Uh, uh, but the reality is, uh, as I've done my informal research, most of us everyday black people, if I can put it that way, to quote Sly Stone, most everyday black people ain't got around to getting wills and trusts done. Why, why, do, why do you think we're so lax about that? Some people think they will live forever. Mm -hmm. Okay. They can't contemplate that sometime we'll go to glory. Mm-hmm. There are some individuals who are too busy, and uh, they will they believe they will never get sick. Mm -hmm. Nothing will ever happen, so they can do it tomorrow, the next day, the next year. Mm -hmm. And then some of it is just the lack of knowledge. In Lamert, View Park, Baldwin Hills, Ladera Heights, we are seeing the results of people not having trust mm. when. Uh, we are losing all of the real estate that we've worked so hard. And this includes commercial, yeah. small businesses, because when you don't have a trust, yeah. it is going downtown. 
for those who don't understand what she just said, she just mentioned a few um, uh, locales, neighborhoods in uh, Los Angeles. I was just in conversation literally with somebody visiting this city yesterday, and I was telling them that it has alternated for years, but the two wealthiest black enclaves in the country alternate between <clears throat> what Dr. Hawkins just laid out, View Park, Ladera, Baldwin Hills, uh, Baldwin Vista, that, that area, or Prince George's County back in Maryland. PG, they, they say don't don't call it PG County. They'll, they'll get mad at you. Prince George's County. So it alternates between this area here in, in, in southern Los Angeles, uh, in, in southern California in L.A., or Prince George's County in Maryland. But those two areas have been for years, uh, alternately, again, the two wealthiest enclaves in black America. And so what you hear Dr. Hawkins saying is that we're now losing homes and property, commercial, residential, because too many black folk are dying without their paperwork in place. Uh, and on, that's on top of the gentrification already that's taking over in the area. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's not just happening in California and Prince George's County. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. In Washington, D.C., it's the same thing. Uh, in Atlanta, it's yeah. the same thing. And it's and it's people who've worked uh, for the county governments or municipal governments. They have had a they have a good pension right. they've had a decent salary and yet they haven't used some of that money to make sure that the next generation is able to benefit i've got less than two minutes let me ask you the most important question i'm going to ask you in this uh, conversation um, for those listening right now who do not have a will do not have a trust tell them what to do um fine go to your local bar association go to um the um a professional group uh, that will give you the names of an estate and trust attorney. Someone who does personal injury, someone who does um, contracts is not necessarily the best attorney. Mm-hmm. You need to have an attorney who has a specialized knowledge of trust and estate. And we have a Black Bar Association. We have uh, uh Uh, a women's uh, attorney association, black women attorneys association. So there are a lot of organizations that one can go to, or you can go to the Professional Fiduciaries Association and have a consultation with the fiduciary. That's one of the things that I made available to our community, a low-cost consultation where you can sit down and talk about the family member who hasn't done too well and how do I take care of that family member. Her name is Dr. B.J. Hawkins. I feel like I'm uh, Angela Ruddock Wright hosting a version of Legal Lens, a weekend program that we have here. It's a fine program that Angela hosts. And these are the kinds of legal issues that she uh, tackles all the time. But because I knew Aretha and because I knew Prince and because his story is so troubling to me, I thought I would spend a few minutes on it myself. Uh, and I'm delighted to have had Dr. B.J. Hawkins in um, studio to talk about it. Thank you for your work. Thank you for your witness. And thank you for coming in to see me. I appreciate it. Thank you, Taps. My great honor. All right. More of Tabby Smiley after news traffic and sports on KBLA Talk 1580.